Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You are live. Hello and welcome to the Driving Mall Show here on Tuesday at 8pm every single week on New Zealand Sports Radio. Hi, I'm Paul and I'll be your host this evening and we'll see how long my uh, co-hosts or guests or whatever they're called nowadays, I'm not sure really, um, how long they stay awake for because uh, we've got um, Ashwin and Stephen joining. How are you doing, Ashwin? Oh, I'm still awake at the moment, but it's all right. We're in New Zealand so you can call us comrades. Comrade, no, comrades. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dearie me. He takes it straight down the political route. But uh, we'll, we'll try to keep through that one. Um, <laughs> uh, good evening, comrade Stephen. <laughs> yes, uh, good evening, uh, guys. And it's always a privilege and a pleasure to be on the uh, TDM. And just a little bit of advice for you, Ashwin. I know that you're tired, but may the fourth be with you. <laughs> hey, nice, nice, nice. Now yes, we've um, still got some listeners left after us. <laughs> and don't forget that tomorrow is Revenge of the Fifth. Oh. <laughs> of course, it is International Star Wars Days as well, guys. So, yeah. uh, oh dear. And uh, yes, evening, comrades. Evening, Jordan. Um, comrade Jordan, getting in touch, getting keeping uh, joining in from the live chat. Okay. You can join us on live chat on YouTube, Facebook, and uh, Twitter um, as well. If you're listening to the podcast, by the way, because also yes, this also comes out of the podcast, folks. So you can listen to the recording as you're going to commute. If you don't catch us live, that is. Um, so uh, and there's another one as well um, that, that's come from the Mandalorian, which is our oh, the um, something is the way. Um, or so, so, so something. Uh, anyway, doesn't matter. I, I've, I've forgotten it now. But there, there is a there's, a, there's a, there's a new one as well. It's basically the whole of May is is is, is Star Wars or it's, it's Mandal- Mandal- Mandalorian May. Anyway, um, little little, little, little diversion there. Um, so uh, some let's kick off with those uh, some news and um, <laughs> evening stormtroopers says Aaron. <laughs> um, uh, so Dominic Bird is uh, to go and join the Canes. Um, thoughts on that one, Stephen? Oh, you caught you caught me on the. Oh, yeah, it's listen, good. It's it's a good signing. It's sort of well. It's obviously an area that we were in well known that the uh, the Hurricanes are str- struggling with. It'd be certainly not the tallest uh, line out around, but he'll definitely add some height in that much needed position, plus a bit of experience as well in their Type Five. Awesome. Yeah, look, uh, I, 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 no, absolutely. I think it's a fantastic buy for the Canes, actually, because, um, you know, when you look at the way that their Lucys have always operated in the last couple of years, they've always had a good bunch of Lucys going around that really keep them in the game. And, um, you know, the, before the game starts, the question marks on the Hurricanes is always around their type five and whether they've, you know, the, the strength up front. And they do get pounded, um, you know, like by the bigger teams, uh, the bigger Ford packs. So to pick up a Dom Bird, who's over two metres, 206, I think, and um, he's going to add plenty of grunt to their forward pack as well as in the line-out. So I think it's a fantastic buy for them. 
Yes, and ballast. It's always been about the size ballast. and the weight of that uh, of that front five, and uh, they've got lots of guys who are sort of um, who are kind of lock sixes um, in your kind of um, Liam Mitchell and Vai Fafita, who can who can be sort of who I, I think much better as, as jumping sixes rather than as um, locking rather rather than locks. But um, yeah, so I, th- I think yeah, as you say, I cracking signing for them. Um, do I expect him to come back into the All Blacks? No. Um, but <laughs> well, <laughs> but how as far old is as he? rugby player goes, I think I think it'll be absolutely solid for them. How old is he? I don't know. One moment, please, caller. And uh, while he's doing that, look, there's there's uh, there's I've been listening to I listen to the um, the Blood and Mud podcast, which uh, is not one to listen to in the car with your kids, by the way. A little bit of swearing in it, but um, is is a fun a fun podcast from, from the uh, podcast from the UK. Um, but uh, what they have, what, one of the things they've been talking about is, is a so club 15 where they're looking at players who uh, are really good at club level but not quite that next level up for international can't take the step um, up can't take the step up so uh and i'll be thinking we should do probably something similar for the uh a um an, an all-time so and uh so um npc team uh Just, looking at um, players who are great at provincial level but don't quite step up to super rugby uh, or, so or, or great any... at Super Rugby and never make it to, and really shouldn't have been All Blacks or even an All Black captain. But anyway, that's another story. That's... <laughs> well, I, I could probably think of three guys who didn't step up to the next level, uh, and are probably better better at talking about the uh, game than actually playing the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fair cop that. Fair cop. Oh, no. fair, fair cop. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, no, if all, my dad had taken me to rugby, maybe I could have been never been at rugby. But hey, um, but so, so, some players that, I, that, that sprung to my mind, and someone I thought should I mean, Potros down at uh, Taranaki. Um, so he's, he's been a good servant for Taranaki, who I thought uh, uh, personally thought should, should get. Uh, I, I, I've been impressed with him at playing for Taranaki, but he's never. Got that super rugby opportunity. Um, well, oh yeah, yeah, but then our favorite our favorite player of recent times to talk like that is um, <coughs> our friend from our first five friend from Hawkes Bay and Lincoln McClutchy. Yeah, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. that would be probably be the classic because you know you just I mean, oh, he's, Ruben, he's still, Ruben loves come along now, but um, you know you, you look at a McClutchy and geez, he's still got time in his side, has he? Let's be honest. Yep. Um, hey, um. um Whereas I, I would say someone like Marty McKenzie never quite nailed it at Super Rugby, but was, was a great, but uh, really, really useful, a very good player at uh, a provincial level um, as well. So, yeah. Yeah. Hey, um, just, just speaking of age, so I did, so Dominic Boots, only 30. And, uh, oh, effect- yeah. yeah, and effectively he signed, um, he signed up with the Canes and he's gone back to his roots because he's actually from uh, the Hawks Bay. There, well, well, there we go. Yeah, why Pukarau? Cool. Um, so, so look, I um, uh, so maybe is it? Maybe isn't it? Maybe the chance of then of uh, perhaps he's come back yeah. to make a, a run for the twenty twenty three Rugby World Cup. Um, <laughs> he's heard he's heard there's not many locks and uh, has signed up and then and then suddenly all these young locks arrive. He's like, oh, beep, I've got him <laughs> signed up now. And there's all these young locks arriving. I'm not sure that's 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 not allowed. Um, talking of signings or non signings. Uh, the uh, so far we've not heard of any signings for Manoa Manoa um, some Manoa Samoa not Manoa Samoa I'm talking about um, Pacific the Pacific team yes Manoa Pacifica sorry thank you uh, and also Fiji Drew and that's partially because they haven't actually got themselves a definite license yet let's be honest um, but um, one player that has said he won't be turning out for them is um, Nadolo uh, he well, says he won't be that, turning out for the Drua for the Fiji Drua that is yeah. Uh, and he said that because he doesn't want to take up space for an, for an up-and-coming player. Uh, look, to me, I, I think Nadal would be a fantastic signing for Fiji Drua. Uh, that, um, on, on the fact that he brings leadership, uh, he'll be a great mentor for those players uh, and could help bring players through. So they, they, it cannot be an entire team of 21-year-olds. It does need a few 30-year-olds uh, who Actually, know how to be professionals. Who the, have, the, the biggest... Uh, been a bit naughty in the past as well. Uh, but know, know, know what those kids are going through and help helping them through it. The biggest thing that he can bring, yeah, actually, is, is yeah, sure, it, it, it'll be great for You need experience in the team. You need to show those kids the way, um, set the benchmarks. I mean, you know, we, 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 we've got a really good example. You know, Bowden Barrett comes along and the training levels um, at the Blues went up. 
he's obviously gone to Japan and you can see that maybe they're not putting the extras in. So you need that experience that comes along to show how professionalism works and what you need to do. But the most important thing that um, Nondolo brings along is the marketing. It's the big name in the team. And, you know, I mean, Fiji, the Drua playing in Fiji, I don't think they'll have problems selling tickets, but it still helps to sell, you know, when you've got a big name that signs up. I think it's a convenient excuse to say, oh, I don't want to take up a spot. The reality is, we all know what the reality is. The dollars are bigger in Europe, and that's what he's sticking with. Yeah, and also, yeah, the, the credibility a name like him would bring. I mean, ex-Fiji captain, all of that uh, that kudos that comes with it, the mana, um, would have been... Um, would have been fantastic. So yeah, you're, I think yeah, you're right. It's, it's, it's it is a, a financial thing, and look, he has a life already in in Europe. So mm. yeah, not um, not a surprise. Been there some time now. Oh, absolutely yes, but uh, mm. I mean, he went over there. Um, yeah, I went to Exeter and um, had a little little bit. Well, a couple of issues in Exeter. First off, he arrived on his Australian passport or New Zealand passport rather than his um, uh, Fijian one, which meant that he didn't classify as a Fijian player. So uh, uh, the Exeter ended up. Um, getting fined for having too many foreigners in their team because um, fiji is not a foreign country and uh the uh, pacific islands are exempt from that to help with the growth <laughs> of the game obviously and not stealing their players that, um, is, that is news to me i did not know that i did not know that they were exempt and it's funny and it's just like just recently i think steve saw it as well and then like you know the, the continual pot shots at new zealanders poaching pacific island players and then you have europe basically saying uh Hey, open door policy for Pacific Island players. Good luck trying to set up a Moana Pacific team and a Drua team when you got an open door over in Europe with big dollars. So, um, and then and then there was the police. The police were called to a, to a house that he was at for some reason, and he gave he gave false information and gave someone else's name. <laughs> that wasn't another party that Joshua Wani was throwing, was it? Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. Joshua was way too young for that. We're going back. Uh, <laughs> We're going back probably about ten years now, or nearly that way. So it was when he was young, and he's, he's clearly learned from his errors and become yep. a much better uh, player and person as well. But yes, he had he had a bit of a, a one of those players who I think about as a as an extra fan. You think, oh, he could so so have well, he could been such a hero, such a, a massive player for for us. And then, <laughs> but yeah, he was too young, uh, and uh, yeah, in a in a um, what's the word I'm looking for. Uh, in, in a new environment and stuff, and just yeah, hadn't hadn't matured. Guys, um, I um, if I, if I can just cut in just while, while we were just chatting before, I decided to look back. You talked about unlucky players that have never played Super Rugby, so I decided to look back at one of our m more successful teams that we've um, <clears throat> had at uh, Junior Rugby World Cups, and of course that was the 2017 oh, team that won the World Cup over in uh, Georgia. And uh, as as we know, you know a lot of celebrated names have gone on to be all become All Blacks, uh, Dalton Papa Ali and and also Geordie Barrett, Caleb Caleb Clark. You know, just to name a few, but there's obviously a lot more from that team. But a couple of couple of names that um, appeared in that particular team was Sam Slade, who was one of the one of the locks ah. um, for the uh, Junior All Blacks at the time. So never is never quite really stamped his authority or sort of made it in. There's obviously bounced around a couple of unions with counties and counties Monaco and, and the Monaco two turbos, but has never quite cracked super rugby. But uh, interestingly enough, we all marvel at the skills of Leicester Fire Nuku at the moment. But uh, whatever happened to the brother, Tema, Timur Fire Nuku, um, who we know is, you know, on his day can be a devastating player, but has never quite cracked it in super, super rugby. So that's a Another couple of names to add to uh, uh, the list you mentioned before. Lincoln McClutchy is, is definitely one that comes to mind. And you mentioned Jason uh, Potros as well as a player being uh, totally unlucky. But I also looked at the 2018 team <clears throat> that played at the Junior World Cup. And boy, there's some good names here. Tom Christie, Devin Flanders, Tom Florence, who um, uh, turned out on the weekend uh, for the uh, for the Chiefs. But... Uh, also, guys like Hoskins Satutu was in that team as well. But, you know, there's also, interestingly enough, Scott Gregory was in that team as well. Billy Proctor, Harry Plummer, Balin Sullivan, Caleb Trout. But there's some guys who have just sort of uh, uh, fallen off the radio. Interestingly enough, Lester Fire Nuku 
was in that particular side. But a guy by the name of Flynn Thomas had a real um, had a big reputation as a hooker for Southland. He he never he's never quite kicked on. Or Ricky Jackson, another hooker, I think is may have been in the Highlanders as cover. So it, it, it's really interesting how a lot of these guys, even though six, obviously making New Zealand. Um, juniors, but it's not a prerequisite to going on and becoming a, a super rugby player full time. Mm. No, I'm just trying to find that uh, that list you had there to try and bring up the um, mm. so I could bring up the, the, the bring the list on screen um, because the final um, oh no, anyway, I've, I've I've not found it quickly enough, but yeah, um, but so so folks, um, let us know your uh, do let us know NPC players who you think. Uh, didn't quite make it at Super Rugby, who are fantastic NPC players, because I think we'll try and put together a 15 uh, in, in the coming weeks at some point, and we'll add some players in there. So that'll be a, a fun one, fun one today. Do oh, forever, if you want to. Well, actually, no, it's got to be within, it's got to be during professionalism, because Super Rugby's got to have existed. It's got. It's got to be pretty soon. I can't remember what I did yesterday. So it's got to be, <laughs> got to be within the last two or three years. What are we talking about? The um, um, the uh, someone here says is England still using the EU law allowing Pacific Island players from foreign quotas um, yeah, due, to, due to Brexit? Who knows what's happening due to Brexit? Sorry, haven't got a clue on that one. Uh, that it may change, uh, and they might change that one. Um, the um, some questions actually from the live chat here from Jordan. So quick um, with RTS going to the Blues, where does that leave players like Zan Sullivan and Perifetta? Um, well, they're talking about uh, RTS playing in the 13 jersey or the 12 jersey. So uh, I think it leaves that leaves Zan Sullivan and uh, Perifetta in um, absolutely fine situation. Um, he, just because he plays fullback in the uh, league code doesn't mean he's going to play fullback in the union code. Where actually, Arshun, um, Stephen, where, where do you see RTS slotting in? Initially, I see him as a uh, probably a winger, just to get his <clears throat> just to get his head around the game, get his. Uh, you know, he's probably just going to need somebody at the at the back talking to him. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think probably on on one of those wings at at this point in time. What you've also got to remember the other the other wingers that are in play. Um, you know, the likes of um, Ratamavuki, Nipkins, and uh, also Narawa are, are pretty young guys. You know, as as well. So that's interesting. I can't. I'll, I'll be very surprised if they re-sign Bryce Hem next year so I think I just wonder if that was just really a, a, a one year deal uh, just based on the fact that they didn't pick up the boy from Argentina is it Choco, Chocolates? Chocobaris <laughs> Yep um, So yeah, so, yeah I, I, I don't think um, I don't think uh, Zane Sullivan or Perifetta are players that should worry about RTS arriving in the blue no. squad um, Just in terms of Barrett, Bone Barrett will play 10 next, when he comes back they won't put him at fullback <laughs> and he's also, and I think he's starting to see that his um, All Black jersey starting to be become a bit risky um, by being the going between ten and fifteen as well. So I think he's even made noises about the fact that he wants to cement a position as ten. So, uh, and the reality is, is that I think when you look at when he was at the Blues last year, um, although they went well because just with that direction on the field, when even when he was at fifteen, they went even better when he was at ten. Yep. He is the new Carlos. Um, <laughs> we've been waiting for the Carlos, or you guys have been waiting for the Carlos um, to arrive um, for so long. Um, talking of long gaps between things, folks, um, one of the, uh, if you become a supporter of uh, New Zealand Sports Radio, uh, then you get access to my, um, to, to uh, um, a paywall or exclusive uh, content. One of those videos that I will be doing um, uh, is called The Lost Generation, which is looking at uh, the fans over or what's happened to the New Zealand fan base or supporter base over um, the last 20 years of professionalism um, and looking at uh, that lost generation. Also, if you do sign up for that, there's already a whole host of uh, videos and podcasts for you. Um, uh, has it been um, the Curry Cup on repeat where I get the where Yellow Cap joins me? Uh, and we talk about what's been happening in South African rugby for the past year. Uh, will Premiership ring, Premiership ring fencing uh, will it is it kill it will it kill ambition? Um, I had a chat with someone from the UK about that, uh, and also um, 
there's a video up there already about two islands um, getting into super rugby why now and why this is why the timing is right for that um so uh, head over to new zealand sports sorry uh, nzsportradio.com where you can get access to those videos and podcasts um the uh yes and aaron's uh, comment said geordie could also come to the blues next season as well uh become a bit of a log jam then isn't it for, for, for some of those back three players if uh, if geordie turns up um as well well it's an it's an interesting one because i mean like just just before aaron mentioned geordie because there's always been that um um Oh, it's not a rumor, really. It's just that sort of like talk or scuttlebutt, you might say, that Geordie really wants to play with Bowden, um, and, and that's the driver for him coming up to the blue sort of thing. But before he brings that up, and you look at the fact that okay, you have RTS and you can have um, Zan Sullivan and Narawa and Kepkins, and obviously you still got your Caleb Clark there and um, Rico's and what happens to TJ? Fa- um, it's interesting because when you go down to the most successful franchise that there is, um, they seem to be able to manage to keep all their players. No worries. doesn't matter if they're sitting on pine. Um, so, yeah, I think the other four franchises have to unlock whatever that and however they're doing that so that they can actually keep players and have that wider squad to enable that ongoing success and, and strength right throughout, even if you find that you're not playing as much. Yeah, and interestingly enough, on tonight's news, it was um, it was confirmed back in 2017 there was an offer made to Anton Leonard Brown to ship back to Christchurch, but he uh, declined the offer at the, at the time. So, man, man alive, just just to think, some of the talent they would have had sitting on the pine is actually uh, quite crazy. Is it a good thing? I say no. No, we know it's not a good thing. I mean, like if you've got, um, you, you know. If you've got people that are, are top quality, top shelf, but they're not out there, you know, it's not a good thing for the game. Yeah, you're you're, you're buying you're buying depth that could be at another franchise, and yep. um, you know that that disappoints me. Yep. Even uh, the, the the recent signing of the the, the number Pablo eight Matera. From, uh, Matera from Argentina, that, uh, to me, it kind of disappoints me. Do they really need? Uh, a marquee number eight at the moment because you know to my way of thinking i think Callum grace was actually developing nicely in that number eight jersey and you you had a, a really good backup in, in douglas or at the drop of a hat you could shift sioni havili um into that number eight position and you know he'd cover three of those positions equally equally well as as well as ethan blackadder who, who i yes. cover the eight position so it's but, to me it's i, I just don't I, I, get it guys I think I think it's an interesting one because you know it's something that I've been banging on about, particularly this season, is the fact is that like no, there's no doubt that the Crusaders side is still the strongest side out there, but their forward pack isn't the dominant forward pack that there has been in the past seasons, uh, especially when you go in that front row in particular, apart from Cody Taylor. So is it is it a reaction to that, and they can see the fact that the, the dominance in the forward pack isn't as strong. And they're sort of saying, so we'll go world class. Yeah, may have a bit to do with it. Because mm. then you've got um, you've got Himeno down, you know, another, let's not forget, another international number eight down at the Highlanders as well. Yep, and we thought, well, yes, but so the, I guess the, the, the top, that's because the top number eights are all up in uh, Auckland and uh, with um, Satutu and uh, Akiriwani. Uh, and then also... Um, down in uh, and then Ardi Surveyor. Uh, so yes, yeah, so those, those are your top number eights. You see, so South Island um, struggling for for eight. Um, that's why I have to go overseas shopping. I was going to say throw in Devin Flanders after last Friday night. Yeah, as, as well. yep. he looked pretty tidy in that. Eight he looked very good. Looked very good. So um, the uh, the the other news that's come out is around the mid year internationals, folks. Um, which uh, are starting to shape up uh, now. Uh, this is a mixture of uh, official announcements uh, and rumours as to what is or isn't happening. Um, the expectation is that the that the announce there'll be announcement from World Rugby in the next two weeks confirming what the mid-year uh, internationals um, there uh, are, um, are are going to be. So. The uh, island were supposed to be touring Fiji, uh, but uh, that has already been called off due to the COVID situation. 
uh, in Fiji and also traveling around the world. The uh, Italy was supposed to be coming to New Zealand to play two tests. Uh, and uh, the rumor is that that is going to be canceled again due to COVID and traveling halfway around the world to play um, rugby games. Now, cricket seems to have coped with this, um, but uh, rugby seems to be struggling um, much more so than cricket. I don't know why that might be. But I mean, Arthur, you're, you're a cricket expert. Why do you think rugby might be struggling, that, um, whereas uh, cricket has managed to uh, uh, travel around during COVID and play these I, I have no answer to that because the, the reality is, is that there's the blueprint, what you need to copy, to mean to allow travel around and sports to happen. So I really don't understand. Um, I can understand Italy with the, um, you know, basically with eliminated COVID and they're coming to a country like New Zealand that it's ra rampant and, you know, just boils up at an instant. Um, so, you know, I can understand Italy taking, being precautious about not wanting to take COVID back to the European country. So, um, Maybe that's it, but I've, I'm at a I'm at an absolute loss. I mean, I couldn't understand why South Africa couldn't travel to Australia last year um, for the rugby championship. It still blows me away because I still think, like you know, the, the, talking about cricket with the IPL and everybody, oh, the IPL should be called off. The IPL should be called off. There's dire situations in India at the moment, so we'll take that as an example, right? The IPL brings joy to people. If you can keep it going. You keep it going because it's not about the players. It's not about the dollars, actually. It's about the fact that you're still broadcasting cricket to a nation that loves the sport, that can sit at home while their, you know, while, while their mood's down. We know we were in lockdown for a month, you know, and, and it brings your mood down. It, it um, And it's like, so if you're able to watch a sport for something that you love on TV, it helps. Now, I'm not saying that you just keep it going until players start falling over. But while you can, you keep trying to stretch it as long as you can. And that was the same thing with rugby last year. COVID was rampant in South Africa, still is really. And uh, the fact is that by the South African team coming over and sacrificing, um, you know, their time, you know, their, 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 their situation, um, they would have brought joy back to millions of people in South Africa to be able to sit at home and to watch a sport while they're stuck at home, while they're being told to stay at home. So that's the thing, you know, there's a there's a job that we can play which goes beyond the actual winning or losing of the game itself. Um, okay, so so yeah, it's it, it, it surprises me. I, I don't understand what, yeah, it does, it's, uh, and there's gonna be some interesting decisions um, around this one, uh, around some of these things. So for example, um, Simon Hughes, uh, points out that Ireland are looking to play the USA in Dublin this July. Now, if Ireland were to travel to Fiji, then Fiji, as the host, gets to keep the income. We know that's how it works, folks, right? Now, Ireland saying, oh, we don't want to travel to Fiji because of their COVID situation, which, uh, I mean, I'll be honest, I haven't followed it closely in Fiji, and I understand there's a bit of an issue at the moment, but on the whole, I don't think, it's been, I don't think it's, they've been particularly badly affected. I don't think it's a big um, blowout. The... Um, uh, whereas, uh, so Ireland suddenly hosting the USA, would they give USA the hosting cash or will they keep the cash themselves, do you think? Hmm. Okay. And we know that all the unions in Europe in particular, well, all, the, all the unions worldwide um, are cash strapped, which is why rugby is happening in the way it is. Um, but that would be one of the big ones. So you've got to wonder there with um, with Ireland, uh, is, is, is there a monetary thing uh, that's involved? Um they're uh, just asking the question. I'm not casting any, I'm not uh, making any allegations per se. Um, the, um, um, but as you say, Italy also um, have uh, have cut back or, or have, uh, you say, uh, uh, are talking about cancelling that one. Um, there is ex there is an expectation that Wales will be, uh, their trip to Uruguay and Argentina will also be cancelled as well. Um, and um, England's tour to the USA and Canada uh, it looks like, well, if the USA are going to come over to play Ireland in um, uh, in Dublin, then uh, I can imagine that England would say, oh, well, you're over here anyway. Come and play us in England. Um, and again, you've got to wonder uh, part, partly there as to how much um, uh, the, the, the cash um, comes um, from this. Uh, go on, Stephen. Uh, would, you, would you be more, would you be cynical if some of these these unions arranged matches somewhere else? Given, given the excuses that they've used? 
Well, that's what I'm saying. If, they, if, they're arranging, if they're arranging games at home where they get to keep the cash as a host, then absolutely. Yeah. Um, the, uh, I mean, Simon Hughes said the international game of cricket pays for the sport. Well, the international game of rugby pays for the sport as well, folks. <laughs> Let's be honest. Uh, the All Blacks pay for everything in New Zealand. Uh, Super Rugby is run at a loss. Um, the, uh, so, yeah, so that's... Um, some of the news there. What that means for New Zealand, though, is that there is talk that uh, New Zealand, who are already going to be playing Fiji at home, will uh, have up to a um, or will um, be looking at having a uh, second game against Fiji uh, in New Zealand and then also adding a game against Samoa. Um, apparently, Tonga isn't available due to Rugby World Cup qualifiers. And yet, when I look at the Rugby World Cup qualifying situation, they have to taste. I thought they were playing Samoa, but. Um, Maybe Samoa is already through because Oceania won, but um, uh, I found it a bit strange that um, uh, that uh, that, uh, that Tonga wouldn't be available because they're playing playing Rugby World Cup. Whereas at the moment, I, I say I thought they had to play Samoa, but maybe Samoa won it last year. Um, but um, uh, and maybe Samoa already through as as, as Oceania won, um, and therefore uh, Tonga will be playing the uh, Cook Islands um, to get to the next stage of the World Cup, Rugby World Cup qualifying. That's why they're not available. So um, look, in the article, it says it's a huge step for a huge step in the right direction or steps to sort of, um, of, of sort of helping the Pacific Islands and stuff. And they're like, well, look, it's only happening because Italy have pulled out. This isn't a strategic, this is a tactical move by uh, the New Zealand rugby to, 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 to have games. And yes, it is good that they've turned to the Pacific Islands to get those games, but it's not a it's not a, a big strategic step to give the give the islands regular games in New Zealand by any stretch of imagination. Um, and yes. uh, thanks for the music break the music break there by uh, by Stephen Harris. <laughs> hey, yeah, just on a um, um, breaking news. Um, from what I can work out, looks like there's roughly around the fifty live cases in Fiji at the moment. Okay. From what I can work out, is it's got here. That they've had 121 cases, 68 have recovered. So, what's that roughly about 50 odd cases going live at the moment, sort of thing? Then, if that's yeah, the way is that's the way you read it. Baz Nocturnal Wright says we don't need Bill Beaumont in charge of world rugby. We need Peter Valandes in there, sort of sort things out. <laughs> he just makes it happen. Just make it happen. Just you know, yeah, yeah, but, damn the but, torpedoes and just but, go ahead. But what the running running New Zealand <clears throat> rugby? How's he going to say it's an Australian? <laughs> no, 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 world rugby. Let's get let's get let's get, get at the top. No, world rugby is. Um. So, what do you think of that test line? Then, guys, two guys, two two games against Fiji and one against Samoa. Does that excite you against the All Blacks? Yay! <laughs> <laughs> uh, probably about a probably about a six out of ten, Paul. I mean to say, I, yeah. Hard to know. Okay, and, so we're going to be played in Italy and one oh. game against Fiji. Would you prefer two games against Fiji and one against Samoa? Uh, yeah. Oh, nothing excites me. Tell you the truth, uh, because that means that that's part of my season ticket, and that'll at Eden Park in front of a, a more than half empty stadium. Feel the force. Feel the force. <laughs> 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 no, no, that's that's um. Oh, well, I mean, like, well, rugby champions still happening. Um, they're talking about um splitting the games between uh, Australia and New Zealand. So um, that that uh, and they're talking about the fact that there could be two uh two tests um, on consecutive weekends for the um for Blairsley, which they're saying hasn't happened for a while, which I find no, rather three, surprising. Three tests on consecutive weekends. Oh, right, right. Which hasn't happened for a while then, obviously. Yep. So the first one would be in New Zealand. Then they would fly over to Melbourne, Australia, and play in Australia, and then fly back to New Zealand and play the third one in New Zealand. Ah. And with our open bubble, we can do yep. that now. We can do it with our open bubble. But it is, um, yeah, just got to be careful. It is Melbourne. They, you know, don't know when they're going to lock down. The, so um, Australia is very keen that the, that, the, that, the, that the game in Australia is not the final game so that it is still it's a live game <laughs> oh look i mean but you know we, we we talk about this last year and and um 
that and I think even more so this year. Again, they have to pick a squad of twenty-three that can compete with the All Blacks. They don't need to have one hundred and twenty players that can compete with the yep. All Blacks. Only twenty-three, and apart from maybe first five, where there's sort of like a bit of an experience, but then you know you got your um, uh, who's our friend up at the Reds, uh, mine's gone, James O'Connor, but you know that that might be the but you know you go across the field, they could put a pretty decent side together. Yep, yep. I think. I mean, it's getting stronger as well. I feel it's getting it's it's stronger. It'll be Dave Rennie's first. Or did he did he coach last year, or was the, this season be his first? No, he was coaching last year. No, he was coaching he was last year. Last okay. Year. <clears throat> right, yeah. But, so but I, think, I mean, but yep. Sorry, Steve. Uh, no, I was about to say <clears throat> last year. I think he was still feeling his way around, hmm. and you know, got a couple of decent results in there whilst he'd be disappointed with a couple of others. But you know, some of those guys that he blooded last year. Are now now a year older, and just watching the way some of them some of them have performed in in Super Rugby Australia, you can slowly start to see the improvement, and you you've actually seen the improvement in a in a couple of couple of uh, the Australian Super Rugby teams, uh, name, mm-hmm. namely the West the Western Force. So um, yeah, I think like you say, it's all about just putting a good twenty three together, and I That's think they're, they're, they're close. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, well, if you go back last year, I think we whipped them in the first one uh, quite comprehensively, but the the um, the, the second one and, and was actually you know quite close, if I remember rightly. I'll have to, I'll, I'll go Google the results while you guys carry on talking. <laughs> well, you, you, you mean the draw that we had last year? Did we have a draw? Was it a draw? I, I mean, I, I, I'm old. Steve said we're old. We can't remember these things. What happened five minutes ago? What were we talking about? So. This um, was a draw. <laughs> first, first game was a draw. There we go. Yeah. And then we then we gave him a bit of a um, then we then it was a comfortable win. And then I think the third was close again. Yeah, they, they, like I, I think Rennie really probably learned about uh, a bit about being an international coach. That uh, yeah, you're just pushing your your luck a little bit, trying a, a whole lot of. If you if you recall, they had a very inexperienced first second five of that second in that return test, and they were they were basically. Uh, Exposed, shall we say? Right. Um, the so yeah, so that's that's we're, we're, so we think that's going to happen. Uh, so yeah, so Wellington, Melbourne, Auckland in on consecutive weekends, the seventh, uh, fourteenth, and twenty first of August is what we're looking at, um, with two of them being part of the rugby championship. Uh, not uh, not the third one, I think. Uh, so yeah, no, look, it'll be good. You know, actually, sorry, probably probably the second two, not the first one. Thinking it, looking looking at that. Because uh, obviously we'll, we'll, we'll have had the July test, and then uh, then after that will be the rest of the the, the games. Um, probably with the uh, Pumas game happening in either Dunedin or Hamilton, um, with the hundredth game against the uh, Springboks uh, in uh, at Eden Park is kind of the plan. Um, quite how they'll do the um, quite what will happen for the away games during the rugby championship has not been discussed. Uh, didn't come through in the article. Uh, that was on stuff, but we'll have to wait and see how that all plans out. But uh, yeah, look, hopefully um, the Springboks will come over for the rugby championship this time, um, as will the as, as will the Pumas. They're looking at asking if the Pumas are. I mean, what, I, I, I can't see why not, but apparently they're looking for clearance um, as to once South Africans, once the uh, the Springboks are in Australia, will they be allowed to travel to New Zealand without quarantining again? Uh, you would imagine it would make sense they didn't have to, um, but so uh, we'll have to wait and see as to. How that, um, what what those discussions discussions are going? Again, we should hopefully hear in the next two weeks from Samzar. Wow, that organisation we don't need to hear from anymore. Uh, <laughs> what's happened with the rugby championship? So, so just going back to the results from last year. Last year um, we, we, it was the first game we whipped the Australians forty three five, and then in the second round, the second game they tipped us up by two points, twenty four twenty two. There we go. So there we go. So yeah, I sort of think. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't think. Um, I think Australia's got enough cattle there to trouble the All Blacks if they're not on the game or if they're below par. I mean, yep, look no, at, at the end of the day, you get a, a Moanga who's hot, hot on the day. They won't come close. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. But um, but if they're able to shut someone like him down, tables are turned and anything can happen at the Mickey Mouse Club. I was about. I was about to say, did the Australians break a record in terms of? In terms of draws in one season last year, 
because they obviously they drew with the Argentinians twice. Yep. And did they not draw with the All Blacks? And that's the... um. Well, okay. So because I think the one that you're the game you might be referring to was outside of the rugby championship. So what the information I've got in front of me is the rugby championship games. No, um. Okay. So yeah, it, because but, it vaguely does yeah recollect re, um, recall a draw last year as well. Yeah, but in a calendar year, that's when um, I recall that was the weird game that went into. Like they played extra minutes and nobody could take the victory. A couple of missed drop kicks. I think a long range penalty from Reese Hodge hit in the post. So that was, I think that was in Wellington, wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Cool. Um, so that's, that's, look, look, that looks like what's happening in July. Um, uh, looks like Australia will have France. Uh, now, look, one of the problems with replace is, is that with the Lions tour happening to um, South Africa, England, Ireland, Scotland, Wales are obviously all going to be uh, weakened and hence they don't want to be playing other tier one nations if they can help it. Um, Australia have got the big ticket, which is France. Uh, and that's why uh, New Zealand ended up with Italy, basically, who have now pulled out um, from, from that one. Um, Stephen, do you want to take us through our club rugby section? Yes, I, I certainly will. Once again, another uh, round of uh, uh, club rugby in the... Uh... Northern region area or the area that we're, we're based in and uh, I'll start with uh, uh, Northland Club Rugby and a couple of uh, interesting results from the weekend. They started of course last uh, Friday night, Waipu hosting Hikarangi at home, too strong, 27 points to nil and the uh, following following day we saw, uh, guys I think I'm actually looking at the, uh, I'm actually looking at the wrong, 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 wrong results for last weekend so Paul I'm going to throw it back to you while I find the right results. I'll go back to Ashwin. <laughs> Sorry, I just, I just went to stoke the fire and go oh, a bit. That, was fantastic. that one's fantastic. I had a bit of a, uh, I had a bit of a, a meltdown uh, from the weekend and I actually got the wrong results, Paul. So I'm just, just uh, tapping back on to uh, find those results somewhere along the line. But of course, uh, another round of uh, uh, club rugby the uh, weekend as he goes into his uh, uh, tri-vet. Highly embarrassing, folks. Um, so this may take a little bit of a, a moment as I find some time because there was... I just, really while, good... while you're doing that, Steve, I'll um, no, just no, answer no. what... Um, sorry, you, you ready? Yeah, well, I've just found that Northern results, but just just carry on. Just carry yep. on, uh, Ashwin. <clears throat> no, I was just going to... Um, but um, Nocturnal saying that the um, uh, the AB's Ford pack being matched, and it's just like, absolutely, but um, I've actually got up all the results from our games against the Australians last year. So it was a 16-all draw against the, um, the Wallabies at Wellington, um, where I said Reese Hodge missed that real long range. I think it hit the post, as, as Steve said. Um, and then uh, at Eden Park, it was 27-7. Um, ANZ Stadium was a good old-fashioned thrashing for the Wallabies. Um and then that uh, fourth and final one is where they tipped us over 24-22. So I think um, the Ford pack, if, if the ABs, again, look, look, if the ABs step up, if they play to their potential, then, yeah, the Wallabies are going to probably not um, have a chance of winning the game. But, the, you know, it, it, it is dependent on the All Blacks playing the A game. Abs right in an, Not part of an A game, not an A minus, but an A game. And um, we saw last year where I don't I can't remember a game where they actually turned it on. Maybe it was in that ANZ Stadium game in Sydney that they did, but really they they didn't put in a complete performance last year. Um, put on top of that, you've got players, you know, a Tupo who's been absolutely just building his game continually. And when you look at him when he's playing for the Reds, he can get a little bit loose at times, I think. But you know, the reality is that you give him the ball. 10 out and you've got a good chance that he's going to go over. I mean, we saw last uh, the last game the Reds played, he went out, he went over from 22 out. So um, beat, he beat back. So, you know, um, I think there is some steel being built in that Wallabies forward pack as well that enables them to compete at least. Um, yeah. And give them a shot if the All Blacks don't put in an A game. Thanks for killing that time for us. Ashwin, we'll go again. No. Paul, you'll introduce me again to do those uh, club rugby results from the you weekend. In the, give him his uh, intro in the, quick, Paul. In the Northern <laughs> region area. I'll introduce myself. I'll get straight <laughs> into it. Okay, round six of the uh, uh, power, uh, power Tires at Northland uh, Club 
rugby was on the uh, weekend. Saw some interesting results, a close result between Horohora and Waipu Horohora getting the victory, 36 points to uh, 32. Now, the big upset of the weekend was the highly fenced mid-northern team that's loaded with Northland players. Well, they went down at home at Hukuranui at the famous uh, home of the uh, Going Brothers, like going down to Western Sharks, 33 points to 28. And I'm really curious to talk to somebody from the Western Sharks uh, about that victory as well. The rest of the results, Kitty Kitty at home, too strong for Wellsford, 37-14. Old Boys Maris, the other team to watch in the competition, 36 points to 5 over Hikurangi. And uh, Kamo, another unbeaten team, 25-14 over the much-improved Ngāti Hine Mwerewa UK. And how does our table look? Well, it's Old Boys Maris, 28. Kamo, 28. Those two teams on top. Mid-Northern after that, lost 23 Real surprise and Western Sharks 23, and that's a second loss for Mid Northern. So, a couple of little kinks in the armor. Heading on to North Harbour Club Rugby, uh, Takapuna at home, too strong 31 16 over Silverdale. North Harbour Marist, far too strong for Glenfield 89 0. Great, good to see Glenfield with a side in senior rugby in 221, but obviously still finding their feet at this level again. Messi at home, too strong for Mahurangi 51 12. East Coast Bays back in the winner's circle. 2018 and a close one over Northcote and uh, Kumu, after doing some good things in the last few weeks, went down to North Shore, 19 points to 11. As we look at the table, and it's uh, North Shore, the only unbeaten team in North Harbour Club Rugby with uh, 21 points from Takapuna, also sitting on 21 by virtue of bonus points, sitting on 21. Northcote in fourth place on 20. And North Harbour Maris, good to see them sitting there in uh, fourth place on 16 points. We move to Auckland Club rugby. Say, I mean, uh, with, with, with Kumu there, I mean, look, they're, they're, they're a village, they're not a village team, that's a bit, that, that's harsh. They're, 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 they're one of the more, sort of, yeah, kind of a rural team there um, in, in North Harbour competition. And, and so they, they, they're not, not embarrassed at 11-19. So yeah, even, even though they did go down, but still, um, they're, they're having a good season there, which is good to oh, see. Oh, very, very, very much so. Just that they're probably... They lifted against Takapuna a couple of weeks ago. I remember they had that big upset victory, but since then they've gone down 35-14 to Kumi, so they would be very, very uh, uh, disappointed, probably just uh, by their standards. Heading to Auckland Club Rugby, the Battle of the West. Well, it's White Matter, who played suburbs at home, who came away with the victory, a bounce-back victory for the uh, West the Auckland Club by 38 points to 22. Ponsonby and University in a very, very close game. Of course, University... Good winners over Water Matter the week before and, and Ponsonby bouncing back after they lost to Eden, 25-22. Big win to uh, uh, Pakuranga, 67 points to 7 over Waitakere City and now friend of the show, Dwayne Polatabayo, one of the uh, try scorers in that game. So we'll have to get try and get Dwayne on at some stage, but a little bit hard on a Tuesday night when everybody's training, Paul. Um, and other results, Papatoi Toi, 43, Otahuhu, 32. Eden at 35, Marist at 6, beating them at home. And, of course, uh, uh, Boa will be an un unhappy soul at the moment as his team went down to uh, Grammar Tech by 45 uh, points to 3. And uh, Grammar Tech unbeaten after three games. But it's Eden <clears throat> who uh, are at the top of the table, having played that extra game in 18 points. They're on top. Grammar Tech in second on 15. Pakuranga United... Um, only the one loss, but sitting on 15, along with Ponsonby and College Rifles, sitting in fourth equal on 15 points. So it looks like the heavy hitters are all starting to work their way to the top. Just before I get into County's uh, Monaco results, I'll quickly get into the uh, Auckland, <clears throat> excuse me, uh, women's results uh, from the weekend. And boy, there's some pretty disappointing score lines. I've got to say here, this is round four of the Auckland women's competition. Ardmore Maris, 42, Papakura, nil. Manurewa, 103, Grammar Tech, nil. Now, what's interesting about that result, a lot of, uh, there would have been a few girls out of the Manurewa club who were playing for the uh, Chiefs on uh, a Saturday. So that's a, a disappointing result. And another I saying, heavy Yeah, I, I can think of at least three players are missing from that Manurewa team oh, from the previous week. Yeah. Absolutely. Another big result, Maris, 93, North... Uh, uh, North Harbour Albany Barbarians nil. The game between uh, Papatoitoi and Ponsonby uh, was uh, cancelled. I'm just wondering a lot of those Ponsonby, a few Ponsonby girls would have been running around for the uh, <clears throat> for the Black Ferns. So 
Well, for, for the, the blues. It just goes to show um, the women's rugby still has a little bit to do. And in the final results, College Rifles 102, Waitamata nil. So a couple of real blowouts there. Our top uh, four teams, Ardmore, Marist, Ponsonby, Manunewa and Marist holding up the uh, top of the table. Ardmore, Marist, the only unbeaten uh, team in the competition. And we stay in the county's area. Interestingly enough, Ardmore, Marist, the senior men's competition, which is the McNamara Cup. Ardmore, Marist. 40, Pukakohe, 15, Karaka played uh, Waihuku at home and uh, beat Waihuku 15 points to 8. Bombay at home, 34-17 over Onifero and Patamohoi t- played uh, Papakura at their home base but beat them 20 points to 17. And uh, Manurewa just continuing on their winning way, Paul, with a close game against Waimouth, winning by 97 points to 5. Not really. And, uh, and uh, yeah, we're doing some very good work uh, at the moment with their club. Got to say, fifteen junior sides, which is impressive. Uh, there, oh. so look, they've, they've put a lot of work in there, uh, and they they're, and they're starting to see the fruits of that labour um, coming through uh, on just, that one. Paul, I was going to just say, just the one unbeaten team in the county's Manukau comp, and that's uh, Karaka out there on twenty-four points. Manurewa sitting quite. Tucked away quite nicely in second place on 20 points. Admiral Marist on 19 and Bombay on 16. And that uh, concludes all the results that I have. You know, all that research I do by just looking at it and snapshotting. So, yes, we'll quickly go through um, the uh, Thames Valley senior rugby results. Um, and uh, Cobras took out the uh, Silcox Shield um, uh, in the, the coast versus country. The way it works over in... Uh, um, Thames Valley has had a mini sort of competition uh, in the first four weeks, and then the real competition kicks off uh, this coming weekend. Uh, the uh, Cobras beat Thames 33-23. Um, in other games there, Waihee beat Pyra 24-5, um, and uh, Wangamata uh, lost to Waihu 17-21. Um, I was also at uh, the Bees game for uh, that, that Waihee game. Uh, the, um, happened actually on a Thursday evening, due to the duck season starting last weekend on Saturday, uh, and I think a lot of uh, play, a lot of uh, clubs will have tried to put in uh, uh, midweek games because of duck season and losing uh, players to that. Um, I saw Southland put out a um, put out a picture saying, "Yeah, stays beers down." Oh, sorry, gun, guns, guns up, uh, beers up, guns down. Um, so yeah, if you are going to go hunting, folks, please do be do do it safe. Um, we did hear of uh, two women who got shot as they were walking along the side of a river, uh, unfortunately, from, from duck hunters. Um, thankfully, there were no serious injuries there. But um, So be careful if you are going out duck hunting, folks. Uh, I was also at the Senior B game on Saturday with Waihi beating Natia 53-10 in that one as well. Simon Hughes makes a good point here um, that uh, in the Bay of Plenty is that uh, uh, in, the, in their competition, obviously spread over a larger area with uh, Rotorua uh, and... Um, Taronga being the main centres, uh, is that it's, he says it's a shame when all the Rotorua or the couple of Rotorua clubs both play or play away on the same weekend, meaning there's natural club rugby to watch. Uh, so perhaps we'll have a chat with uh, um, Bay of Plenty uh, uh, people as we know them and, uh, and have a chat with them about hey guys, how about um, alternating who plays away? So there's always at least one club rugby game in Rotorua for people to watch. Um, we'll pass on your comments, Simon. Thanks for uh, letting us know your thoughts. Um, any other final things, boys? Yeah, just just on um, something um, Steve raised. Um, like I, mean, I know we've, we we talked about this on Sunday, so we won't cover off too much. But um, just the, the the fact that those those scores now there were so basically I, I saw uh, a comment from somebody. I think it was on the radio. Actually, I might have heard it. Is the fact is that that there was a game basically along those lines with the scoreline. Um, the team that got beaten um, had a few girls that had just decided to give rugby a go from high at and coming out of high school or just leave last year's high school, and they had a few mums that had sort of like um, you know the the, the the child was a bit older and so they're coming back into the game, and they got smoked by a hundred points and they didn't come back the next week. So yeah, that's some of the thoughts that they have to really think about, uh, or some of the things happening. I should say they have to think about. You know, you can't have that happening if you want to encourage people to stay in the game. They're not going to keep coming back if they're getting smashed by 100 points um, on a regular basis. 
it probably yeah. needs to work out some sort of tier system or something but yeah it's 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 pretty hard to come into a new game or to come back to a game and uh yeah you're getting smashed it's interesting you know it's, it's such a different dynamic in the men's game isn't it i mean like at a social level even or at a high level there's an element of um you play the game the results actually doesn't matter it's about going back to the club rooms and having having oh you know well no i'm talking about not not necessarily the prems level but you know yeah. you say down the lower we can start building those numbers and and some of those younger players will still move to the prem levels eventually um so but you're getting the numbers and staying in the game but the guys will go back and they'll have a drink and they'll be with their mates and happy days the score gets forgotten obviously not at a prems level i'm not saying the score gets forgotten at a prems level but you know at the lower levels the score can be forgotten and it's more about oh you know, you have a drink and you, you're enjoying the company of your mates. So I don't, I don't know. Does that happen with the women's games as well? It's like, hey, look, we have the game, and what what happened on the field gets flushed, and we have a good time afterwards. I don't know. Well, it's it's also an element. I it's the the uh, it's a history and tradition also are a big part of this. And uh, look, there are some people who drive down from Auckland and over from Hamilton to Waihee for training on a Tuesday and a Thursday to play at the weekend, right? Because this is where they played, their, 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 where they played as, as, as a kid. Uh, their mates are still here and they're coming back to play. Um, and fortunately, those, that kind of history uh, isn't there in the women's game yet because it is being started yep. up and it takes time yep. to build. It takes time um, to build, yeah, absolutely. And it's a matter of, as you, as, as, as you, as you, you said about, yeah, of, of, of how do we make those games more competitive, more fun? Uh, because we are playing, as you say, you've got players who have come straight out of school trying rugby for the first time, um, because a lot of teams only have one club, or maybe there's only one competition in, in that province, um, up against uh, Black Ferns, um, also playing in the same game. Um, yeah. Now, there is no way in the men's game that club rugby players are going to be coming up. I mean, oh, the, 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 okay, it is a it makes um, sort of back page news when someone like Sonny Bill Williams or someone goes back and plays in club rugby because it's so rare. This Brandon Eno comes out. back and plays at club. <laughs> yeah, this kind of thing gets happens. Uh, but, uh, but he's not an established all-black. Um, but uh, yeah. we are talking about, yeah, we're talking about yeah. established black firms who have got uh, like 50-odd caps playing club rugby and they will be coming up against people who are playing potentially the first game of rugby ever. Um, and it's just because there isn't the yeah, the, the volume yet to have that tier system, unfortunately, it's about something needs to be worked on. Guys, I I want to. Um, I see Jordan Clark is asking for our predictions, and uh, obviously you'll have a preview show on uh, on uh, Thursday night. I would imagine uh, Paul for the Super Rugby Finals coming up this weekend. Listen, I'm, I'm probably going to go the other way. Uh, Jordan's obviously saying the Brumbies, Brumbies are going to win by six. I'm not so sure. I think this could be the year of of the, the year of the Brum Reds. At, at the Reds at home in front of a big uh, Suncorp crowd, um, a couple of little injury niggles also for the uh, for the Brumbies. And uh, to be quite frank, I think there was a bit of a, a, a blueprint in terms of the Red defence uh, laid down by the force last weekend. I think uh, I think the Reds will will take it out this year, and it'll be a real. Uh, I, I think it'll be a good homecoming for the, the likes of Brad Thorne, who's done a wonderful job. Uh, with regards to the Super Rugby Aotearoa. Um, as much as I want to see this game be competitive, I think the Crusaders will eventually grind the Chiefs the Chiefs down. I think they've got a, a bit of a point to make in some of the reports that I've been reading this week. They've lifted the ante in and around their in and around their training and they may have a couple of guys um, back from injury as well. Braden Nenor, decision to play Braden Nenor is going to be left late, but boy, that's pretty handy to have that sort of quality uh, uh, come off the bench, just remembering he's already played, a, he's had a couple of club games under his belt as well. So really interesting there. And my other quick thing, just want to mention a player who played for the Chiefs last Saturday night, but I thought he was absolutely outstanding. I thought he outplayed um, an All Black on the night. Gus Sawakula, does he hang in there to become an All Black? Or you mentioned the uh, Fiji Drua before. Uh, Ashwin, does he head away and play for the draw and throw in his lot with Fiji where he could be a standout international number eight because I thought in a uh, a losing team last weekend I thought he was absolutely outstanding whether he was carrying the ball and the number of times that he was able to get over the 
get his hands or at least get over the ball, whether it was legally or not, was to slow ball down was absolutely outstanding. So I'm yeah, look, um, no, I, I, unfortunately for him, I think he throws his lot in with Fiji. He doesn't have to go to play for the Drua to be able to play for Fiji. They'll be able to select them out of the Chiefs. Um, it's just the fact is that he might not be able to pick up a, a Super Rugby contract. Um, ongoing will be the problem there. But um, I, I think he goes to play for Fiji. I, I think the, the, you know, you've got quite a lot of um, number eights that are probably ahead of him in the picking order as far as the All Blacks go. I know what you're saying. Look, I mean, that, that the game that the Blues played down in Hamilton, um, Peter Gostokula had a pretty quiet night that night, actually, um, by, because normally when the Chiefs play the Blues, one of their strongest players is Sokula. Um, and so the way that he uh, performed on, at Eden Park is what he does against the Blues. So what he needs to do is to make sure he puts that against every team. And he does to the most part, but not quite to the level that he does against the Blues. He really does rip them open usually when he's playing against them. So, um, but, you know, to answer your question, I don't think he'll crack the, black, uh, the All Blacks. So reality is, I mean, because he's probably, he's been around a bit now. Um, he's probably, what, mid-20s now at least? Well, out of the battle out of the battle for the two Fijian number eights on the night, I thought he he probably Oh, uh, absolutely. I thought I thought he was he was the better player. And I've got to get your hey. predictions as well, actually. Oh Reds, 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 Reds and I oh, look, I mean, you can't go past the Crusaders. Um it's, it's the fact is that as I keep saying it, at the end of the day, if you if I was gonna put money down on it, you go put money on the Crusaders. But I, I you know, I definitely think that the Chiefs have got a um a more than a starter's chance. Um down there, especially yeah, if they can, look. if they keep mowing quiet, that's the, the, the key. The, the Crusades and Reds have earned home, home field advantage for a reason, and they, they will yep. both go in as favourites. Absolutely. Oh, I think, but I think that uh, so you know, Steve referred to as niggles. I haven't heard the updates, but when you watch the Force game, uh, sorry, the, the the Brumbies game against the Force last week, um, you got Slipper. Um, and Samu, and then you know they, they definitely look. Well, they look like on game day they look like they're out for you know for a few weeks. So I haven't heard what the injury update on them is. Um, and then there were a few other players that went down with some pretty decent niggles as well. So I think they're pretty banged up the old Brumbies. Um, the Reds will have had a bye and be quite rested. Oh, I can't. I, I don't think it'll be close. It's it's uncorp. What I'm really hoping is that it gets close to a sellout, if not a sellout, because they've already sold something like about 35,000 tickets. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I'm hoping, yeah. I mean, just imagine, what a boost to Australian rugby if that's played in nearly nearly or a sellout stadium. Well, I, okay, there's, there's been some creative accountancy, as there always is, when we're talking about um, attendance numbers and audience figures, etc. So, uh, but uh, look, there was a an article uh, in the week around how, or last week maybe, uh, around how the um, TV audiences were up. Yes, but they only counted the games that were on free to wear. They didn't count the games that were just on stand. Um, <laughs> so, funny enough, yes, no wonder they were up. Um, but look, what you can't deny is that they had their biggest ever, or sorry, the biggest attendance at a Super Rugby game in five years for the Reds versus Brumbies game. So that's in, good. in Queensland. In Queensland, yeah. Now finished 24-22. The previous game had been 38-40. The Reds have only beaten the Brumbies, yeah, by by two points in both those games. Look, it's going to be a cracking game. They did, but they but they clearly go in as favourites. Um, I think they're both going to be cracking games. Definitely worth watching. We will be live straight after the Super Rugby Aotearoa final between the Crusaders and the Chiefs. So join us for post match reaction straight after the final whistle. Um, on that one. And as Stephen said, we'll, um, Cornflake will be uh, providing us his preview on Friday, on Thursday, sorry, around about 5 p.m. Um, with uh, for, for that as well. So obviously out as a podcast. Don't forget to search for New Zealand Sports Radio on your favourite podcatcher. Anything else, boys? No, that's about it, I think, eh? Fabulous. So don't forget, folks, to sign up as a supporter of New Zealand Sports Radio. A couple of other um, uh, uh, supporter-only specials coming out will be um, a wasted crisis um, and um, how to invest 200 million. Uh, so, uh, which you can uh, obviously guess what uh, those two topics are going to be about, um, both rugby based 
Um, I have done non-rugby uh, supporter specials, but predominantly they are rugby-based. So um, head over and become a supporter of NZ Sports Radio. And uh, I'll catch you all tomorrow morning with the sports briefing, uh, with the morning sports briefing at 7 a.m. We're there. We're there. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.